So after a long time of watching his own legacy kind of get shat on, um, you know, through Resident Evil 6 and 5 and yeah. all the other garbage that had kind of come out subsequently before 2014. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, looking at uh, action horror games, which I really can't... Th- oh, can you name some action horror games after the release of uh, Resident Evil 4 that he would have been referring to other than Resident Evil 5 and 6? Not off the top of my head. I'm sure there were some. Was 6 even bef- like before 2014? Yeah, Resident Evil 6 was 2012. Okay. Um... I'm trying to think of like nine Resident Evil games. They were like horror action themed. horror. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like somebody would name one and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck, right, that one. But like, nothing coming to mind really right away. Yeah, no. And so, anyway, Shinji Mikami is just absolutely fed up with uh, all the bullshit coming out. Claiming to be survival horror when it's actually just action horror. Like, what does that mean? Would you would you classify that as, like, relying too much on uh, quick time events? Probably quick time events. And Jumping through windows? <laughs> knocking right. down ladders? Yeah. Shooting axes that are on fire out of the air? Yeah, but Resident Evil 4, though. Oh, shit. Which, yeah, it's like, okay, you're... You're shitting on, like, action horror, but, like, Resident Evil 4 is, like... The action shining horror. star of action, of action horror. horror, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's like what the fuck? something getting taken out of context with that statement, but like right, like I I feel like it's almost out of character that he wouldn't say something like that because what I had found out and we had talked about this a little bit before when I uh, you know after delving deep into the mind of Shinji Mikami I found that he is like a very very normal man he's a <laughs> company man he's straightforward he's like anybody else he. Uh, got his start on horror games because he doesn't like to get scared and he knows what's scary. <laughs> like, he's not Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. He doesn't have a notebook full of monsters and and nightmares and all these crazy scenarios. He's not Hideo Kojima that's got this, like, crazy idea going in his head that he needs to put into a fucking hour and a half long cinema, uh, cinematic <laughs> fucking for you in the middle of your game. Yeah. So, like, you know, better pause and go get yourself a cup of coffee and some toast with egg on it and goddamn snacks yeah because this is gonna be a while but yeah no like he is literally just a a guy yeah he's a guy that's pretty cool he's a greg yeah his name's greg mikami now (laughs) um so regardless what i'm getting at is that his answer to survival horror turning into action horror like a dying medium sort of a dying medium and of course you know he probably felt like that was a personal attack considering the fact that you know he is the creator of resident evil yeah he started this shit and so mikami tried to answer the rise of horror games becoming action horror games with evil within as he was disappointed with the industry as a whole yeah so the game was directed by Shinji Mikami and written by Itaru Yokoyama. And it only sort of worked. <laughs> we did a whole playthrough of Evil Within on our YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com backslash user backslash DRB, that's Dr. B, <laughs> 231, which are, of course, uh, videos for two people. 
You can find I did a I did a YouTube search of videos for two people before we started, and mm-hmm. you might have to scroll down a bit. Yeah, but it'll show up. Yeah, we're in there somewhere. We're in there. Come on. Yeah, I mean, a couple <laughs> people have watched the video, so you know, obviously, it's all about relevance at this point. Yeah. Uh, and we are good at being irrelevant. Or irreverent, you know, one of the two. Hey, but yeah, no, uh, we had fun. We had fun doing the whole evil within. There was a lot of laughs. There was not a whole lot of spook. Yeah. There's some weird looking shit. Yeah. There's some weird shit. Um, a lot of edge lordy shit. Right, you know, considering the antagonist of that game is just I called him Doctor Edgelord. Doctor Edgelord, yeah, I called him Reuben. Yeah. yeah, like a motherfucking sandwich. That was his name, though, until he started calling himself Rubik. Yeah. He was a sandwich. Yeah, he was until a sandwich. the fucking world and society made me the way I am. And now I'm Rubik, short for Rubik's Cube, because uh, my yeah. mind is complex. It was Rubik, V. Yeah. Not Rubik. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know my evil with him. Oh, I, uh, I know my sumo stomps. Oh, <laughs> Sebi. Oh, Sebastian Castellanos. Oh, man, I wish I wish I could upload images to people's minds. I want people to see where Sebastian's leg, as Sebastian is the protagonist to be with him, does, like, I tried to stomp some weird fucking baby monster. Yeah. And his leg just did, like, a fucking clockwise yeah. twirl around his body up above his torso. Yep. And then, like, stomped a fucking Like, his monster. foot went through his shoulder. It was amazing. Yeah, and then he stomped on the baby. Um, there's a lot of shit like that. There's a lot of fucking just getting gritzed, just turn into Campbell's chunky. Yeah, you remember when like uh, somebody like threw a grenade at me, and you're like, "Oh no! Oh my to, god!" I was trying yeah. to run away, and then like my parts got blown like fifty feet across the map. Your head fucking bounced off like a fucking rock. It was the torso and the head, and then the the torso Sadly, hit the like, ground. The, the head didn't like bounce out towards the camera. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Like, okay, so like the game had several weapons. Not very many. Had a, had not a lot, lot that of, I used. Yeah, no, you don't really need much other than like the crossbow and the... the pistol, crossbow, the shoddy. I used a sniper. rifle, yeah. Um, there was a magnum that I only used like towards the end. I was like, oh wait, it's like almost the end of the game and I have all this magnum ammo. Yeah, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, it's what you do when you fight uh, Alexia, mm-hmm. Ashcroft, or right. whatever the fuck, or fucking fire ant queen bitch. Anyway, so the story was not great. The characters were okay. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian was essentially supposed to be, like, not exactly a carbon copy, but, like, close enough to... Essentially, Chris Redfield meets Leon S. Kennedy. Yeah, just like a cop who's... Grizzled. Yeah, grizzled old detective who's seen some shit. And his wife and daughter are gone. Yeah, like his... Yeah. They died in a house fire. Quote, unquote. Yeah, his wife was gone or... uh, A whole bunch of garbage that's really convoluted and, like, the, the story is neat? I... Yeah. It's... I did kind of, I mean, it had some cool stuff happening there. Mm-hmm. Some really cool areas. <clears throat> it was a little too much like Inception. A little too much like Inception. Um, I wasn't too much of a fan 
of like say I don't oh know I felt like it was a little cheap like it lost the glamour after a little while you'd shoot somebody in the head and a chunk of their head would come off you know and they got like weird wormies or whatever the fuck crawling out of their head uh-huh. and um but they're like still running at you full force and like the game literally does like you can find a whole package of bullets and it'll be like you found one pistol bullet yeah like you you're looking at a pack of like 16 fucking bullets and you get one. I was watching, like, kind of close to, like, the last part of the playthrough. Mm-hmm. Where we were in that weird, like, fucking eyeball flesh zone. Oh, yeah. And there was, like, a part where, like, a shad dude in the face. And, like, he literally had no face. It yeah. It was, like, a head with, like, a big old hole where, like, the oh, eyes yeah. and nose and mouth would be. Yeah. And I was like, bitch, you ain't got no face. Yeah. And, like, that elicited yeah. a pretty, like, good response from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just, um, like, so, like, some of that stuff was, like, kind of annoying after a while, because it's like, okay, so now where do I shoot? The head again. The head so you again. If the you the face could... hole, and, like, it would still count as a headshot? Probably, yeah, you just get a bingo. Yeah. Yeah, bingo! So, uh, overall. Yeah, you within, it's, like. Not and, awful. And, like, it's, like I said, there, the game has its high points and its lower points. And I think I mentioned it, like, during the playthrough, I was like, it seems almost like different people were developing different parts of this Yes, uh, which we found out was, like, not true, but it felt like it was. It felt like a different writer was, like, on call for different chapters. Yeah. It was like playing through Doctor like, Who. It just kind of, like, changed, like, ideas. Because we really enjoyed, what, what chapter was that? That, uh, the one where, like, you walk up to the mansion... And oh, like yeah. the chapter, it was called like an evil within. Yeah, and or, um, nah, it probably wasn't actually called that. But like, just the transition of going into the chapter was really nice. Like, there was like kind of atmosphere and like build yeah. up and all of a sudden you, you finally just... got everything that you wanted in the game. Yeah. Whereas uh, everything before was just like really kind of some interesting puzzles where you have to like put like pins and like. These different areas, yeah. They, like react to it. Yeah, some really fucking weird shit. Yeah. Instead of uh, just, uh, can you count to three? <laughs> okay, well the number two is missing over here, so take the thing out of number two. Good job. Yeah. So I remember, like fucking up that one puzzle where you have to like <laughs> lower a corpse and like raise corpses off of these like pedestals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that one and specifically. You have to, like, walk down this like long hallway and it like zooms the camera out. Like, you're gonna get got. Yeah. Like, I actually totally got got. Like, oh, hey, we made it. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh. So, overall, not too bad. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about Evil Within 1? In comparison to Evil Within 2, not enough Sebastian getting gritzed. Yeah, that was that was some of the fucking comedy right there. We, uh... Like, I mean, I played through the whole we game. We still would probably really like... for. If you are an artist, reach out, because we have an idea that we have wanted to get realized for a long time, and it's uh, it's in the vein of uh, Sebastian getting got. <laughs> I, uh, I still really, really want that. After Evil Within, it was pretty quiet for a while. We got some DLC for it. It didn't really shed any light on the game. The DLCs weren't that bad. But it's... they weren't that bad. We had one where you played as uh, the Keeper. Yeah, there are two you play as, um... What's her name again? I had it until you actually questioned me. 
<laughs> the one Kidman. girl. Kidman? Kidman. Kidman, yeah. Yeah. Not her first name, but. She was the. Not uh, Nicole. Not Nicole Kidman. Hey. Uh, but yeah, no, Kidman, um, she was not new, new on the force, but she was newer, wasn't she? Yeah, but you find her backstory is that she actually works for the shadowy corporation Organization, that makes yeah. the fucking brain machines. And she was actually pretty much just like undercover as a cop? Yeah, like that is, time. that is like some departed shit. She was <laughs> like fucking Matt Damon up in that Jack fucking Nicholson. bit. Yeah, oh man. It's like, I think I got a... <clears throat> Rat. So, Mikami then stood as executive producer for Evil Within 2 with a whole new crew working to put it together, which honestly I think is probably for the best. Of what I did see of Evil Within 2, I still need to play it, still need to borrow it from you. That one that we first played, it kind of left us a little cold, but I went back to it. Right? And honestly, I, just, I feel I like... I just approached the game differently. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to play this as like a stealth game. Which yeah. you kind of had to do in the first one, mm-hmm. but just kind of becomes more prevalent in, like, the second one, until, like, you kind of get, like, super-powered-up weapons. Mm-hmm. Get a stockpile you, of ammo. I mean, like, you get your stealth kills, like, powered up, too. Oh, wow, yeah. Where, like, you could, like, stand at a distance, mm-hmm. and then, like, the prompt would appear, then you just do, like, a quick run and, like, tackle them. Oh, wow. And, like, head-stab them. And then you can do one where, like, you could, like, pop into cover in the corners, and then, like, if they came around the corner, you can do, like, a... Quick shiv? Yeah. Like, to, like, kill them? I f- no, there wasn't anything like that in the first one. No. No? No. But, yeah, you can do that, and then, like... Because there were stealth kills in the... Like, or you could try to come up behind somebody and stab them, like you were going to stealth kill them in the first game. In the first it- game, the first pro- the opportunity you have for a stealth kill uh-huh. gets you killed. Yep. Because if you try and do it, the guy just, like, shrugs it off, like, yeah, no, that's not gonna work on me. Yeah, because, like... he chops your fucking arm off, and then your head. Yeah, and you're, like, bleeding out, like, oh, 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 oh. No, actually, it's just kind of like, ow. <laughs> My arm! It's, it, they really could have dialed up, like, the... The... The feels? Yeah, like, the... I'm just remembering getting... Deliriousness s- of getting your arms I'm just remembering off. our playthrough of when you fucking slipped into that meat grinder. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, any, go check that out, please. Just because I almost, I almost need someone to talk to about that because uh, I'm almost never here for when Brent does the editing because we're on weird schedules and uh, I'm a lazy sack of shit. And uh, so I end up watching our videos like secondhand, just like seeing the little fucking treats he leaves in there. <laughs> Um, but anyway, no, uh, going back to Evil Within 2, with the crew that had changed, we had, uh, John Johannes and, uh, Yon M. Watanabe as the directors, then, uh, Siyoji Ishimine, who wrote the story in the setting, Trent Haga wrote the screenplay, and then Hajime Ishimine acted as the team's senior writer, with, uh, Mikami literally just sitting in as executive producer. Mm-hmm. So, technically, he could just uh, sort of put in his input, he gets the final say-so, he could butt in and be like, hey, do not put that in the game, or like, hey, make sure that this mechanic gets in the game, or this specific scene, something like that. Yeah. Um, Who knows, he might have actually been the guy behind um, having the 
fucking terrifying ghost chick. That her, was really cool. Her fucking voice coming out of the controller. Yeah, which I didn't Ooh. get like, on the PC port. Yeah, like uh, that was that was fucking cool, um, and just absolutely fucking terrifying. Uh, some of the weird things it, where you trip. The Within Two certainly is like different. It's different, and it's just a lot. It's it really really improves on the first one. Yeah, I, mean, I, I still like the first one. Mm-hmm. Probably not for like good reasons. I like the weird jankiness of it. We like the jankiness of it. We like getting gritzed. <laughs> I like getting gritzed. I, mean, I like a game where like if you die, it's like you can have a laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't really have a laugh when I got killed in Dead Space. Did you ever? Did you ever laugh when you died in like say Dark Souls? No, I'd be like, no, nuh-uh. Or like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, like, yeah, yep, fucking uh-huh. backstab me from the fucking front, alright, yeah. yeah, you stupid fucking bitch. Even within one, it's like, uh-oh, here comes a grenade, and I don't have enough health to survive it, I'm gonna try and run away. <laughs> and then I get my body parts launched across the map. Or, or I get, I tried, remember when I tried jumping off that cliff? And then like, I got oh a fucking, uh, what, a Laura, like, insta-kill grab me? Yeah. In midair. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty sweet. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> or, like, when I almost killed all the enemies in that one encounter, but then I get killed by the chainsaw guy. <laughs> I think I ended the video. I was just like, fuck! <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you got gassed. I got, you guys got gassed. <laughs> that was a different time. Oh, yeah. That was... Oh, we went yeah, back dude. to re-record we that fucking, scene because we lost it. We had to it. re-record it because we lost it. And, like, something. you kept, like, three different parts where, like, you literally got got, like three times in one video there was one episode <laughs> where it's just you getting got by the chainsaw guy i'm sorry this is turning into like a plug for the youtube playthrough but like god damn I'm, we had a, I lot, had a lot of fucking fun, fun. I had a lot of fun I'm, I'm, I'm overall pretty proud with how that turned out oh man if you like if you like watching people <laughs> play video games why not give it a shot yeah i mean if you honestly can put up with listening to us i, ha- like I have this. them all in a nice convenient playlist yeah you can watch all Fucking, I don't know how many hours that would have been, but... Close to 30? Like 10 or so, probably. Oh, I was thinking episodes. Yeah, it was like 26 or 27 episodes, but... Mm -hmm. Like, playtime, I don't know how long that'd be. 10 to 12 hours. Something like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, there's that. Go check that out, please. It's fun. (laughs) I hope that you like it if you check it out. Please like us. (laughs) (laughs) Please like us! Nobody likes us! Uh, well, you two like us, so that that's what matters. So, Mikami likely only had a hand in saying, like, you know, this can stay, that should go, make sure that this is in there. There was a monster I, I didn't get to show you any within two, because we mm-hmm. haven't actually done the playthrough yet. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's... There's a monster that... I don't know if I want to tell you about it right now. You shouldn't. Okay. Because uh, I plan on... Um, I plan on having us go, and I want to plan, like, an actual playthrough of the game. That being said, that, uh, if you enjoyed this episode on Shinji Mikami, you should try and check out the YouTube channel. We have a lot of fun videos. We've got the one playthrough that we've got all the way through. We've got a couple that we're working on. Kind um, of some where he's kind of drop off, and then maybe we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll probably maybe end we'll up coming back. Playthrough. <laughs> was like, we started on a whim, and it took, like almost two years for it to get uploaded <laughs> yeah uh-huh. just because well like there was there it's were time. problems with it uh yeah for one thing time we worked two full-time jobs very very full-time um 
But uh, we had a lot to re-record, too, because of files getting lost. We had changed... The game kept crashing at a particular boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I was a little spooked. They're like, uh-oh. Yeah, we didn't think that we were actually going to be able to finish. Yeah. Uh, did you ever encounter anything, like, as far as bugs go like that in Evil Within 2? Nothing, like, seriously game-breaking. I did have a part where I fell through the world, though. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I think I might have, like, a the hole saved. in the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we'll likely be doing a playthrough of this in the future. So, you know, make sure to check out the YouTube channel and go ahead and subscribe to see when that actually drops. Uh, <laughs> like, subscribe, and we'll fucking hit you up. It does help, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we're not looking for, like, a fucking billion subscribers. We're not looking to fucking... It's it's more or less like, we hope you enjoy it. We like making stupid shit. Yeah, we would like it if at least four people liked it. Yeah, if the two of you could multiply, that'd be great. Yeah. And so, uh, going back on Shinji Mikami, away from Evil Within 2, the latest credit that he has, this kind of surprised us, He's a bit of a jack-of-all-trades and continues to put his experience to work. His latest credit is for an environment artist in Monster Hunter World. He also helped give us those ridiculous Resident Evil CGI movies, which, where the fuck... I have a hard time believing that it's, like, the same Shinji Mikami. Right? Like, I... I kind of I I, I pressed X to doubt here. <laughs> like I don't have proof, but I don't know. Where would we be without those Resident Evil CGI movies? He's still around... Just not at the helm of what we'd like to see him doing, which is likely something both terrifying and fun. Yeah. We would just... Oh, man. Like, okay. I think now um, I would actually... I'm going to toss in this ball into your court. Okay. Do you want to talk about Resident Evil 1 Remake? Right the fuck now? Might and well. close out the episode? Or do you want to maybe wax poetic with me uh, about what we would like to see from Shinji Mikami in the future and um, just kind of talk about things that we're hopeful for as far as uh, the shining gems that are the Resident Evil series things and, and Evil Within of course. Well gosh I feel like we have time for both. <laughs> um, otherwise well what I'm getting at here is that we could do a detailed episode on Resident Evil 1 remake. Ah. Uh. Perhaps we should do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe some poetic waxing. Because, yeah, that's... If we're going to talk about, like, our favorite-ass games that we just want to... Like we did for, say, Eternal Darkness. Yeah, because like I said, in Eternal Darkness, and as well as in this episode, and probably several other times, Resident Evil Remake for the GameCube is by far and above in my top five. Uh, it's probably... It's probably, honestly, my number three. I have a lot of memories playing that fucking game, and it is amazing and beautiful and just absolutely terrifying. And it holds up. Go, yeah, uh, yeah. you can actually buy Resident Evil 0 and Resident Evil 1 together as a package on your Xbox or on your PlayStation or on PC. And uh, you get two fantastic games that are stunning and terrifying. And if you have not played either of those yet... Go and do so. Um, mechanics uh, are 
a lot more cleaned up than their predecessors. They are still going to be a little tanky, but in the in the they new hold HD up. ports, they added I, they added like jiggle physics on Jill. Of course they did. They were like, well, we have to. It's like next the gen future. Power. Yeah. So like of all the next gen power, instead of allowing you to like say back up slowly and shoot, let's make it so Jill's boobies give the jiggle. Mm-hmm. And that was probably my favorite like uh, Jill character model. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like titty physics. Yeah. In any game. Yeah. Favorite titty physics in any game? That's something that we should have said That's in the Inagaki episode. That's a podcast episode right there. Best titty physics. Be two minutes, I'd say. Uh... Oh man! Oh shit! No. Let's not go there right now. Oh no! Tell me later. <laughs> I will. Oh, I will. I want to know. I need it for research. Yeah. yeah. Um. So talking about what we'd like to see Shinji Mikami actually take the helm on, um, or you know where we'd like to see Resident Evil go, or Evil Within for that matter, um, I'm gonna go ahead and toss it over to you first. Where would I, what would I like to see Shinji Mikami do? Yeah. Basically, like what Evil Within One was promised to be. If you ask me to think of something right off the bat, you're talking about like looking at the trailers, looking at like the different interviews, and uh, kind of the like, ideas that we have. I heard about okay, Shinji Mikami's making another horror game, which everyone immediately shit their pants and like ran to the nearest computer or uh, electronic device with internet capability yeah. to see what they could find out about this. Right. Like, I don't know. It's like do it. If, I don't know, if, let him make Resident Evil 8, that'd be cool. If he has some ideas for it, like, why not let him throw them out, you know? like Yeah, and it kind of begs the question, does Capcom still reach out to Shinji Mikami as far as, like, on a creative level? Or do they simply say, like, this is ours now? Yeah, You forfeited that when you left us. Probably. Yeah. Um, I imagine there's a lot of fucking bad blood there. Yeah, like, I don't know, like... I'm trying to think, like, I don't know, like, what else could he do? I, I mean... I'm not saying, like, it's over, but, like... It's definitely not over, Without, like, sure. treading too much, like, retreading a familiar ground. Right. I mean, I don't want to say he's a one-trick pony. Because he's not. He's not. He's proven that. He's proven that. But what is he doing now with, like, the Evil Within series... That's revolutionary. I want, actually kind of wonder what's going on with the Evil Within series. Like, I don't okay, know so follow up question: What do you think, and what do you want out of the uh, Evil Within series? I'd have to spoil something for you. Go ahead. I mean, I'm gonna end up playing it, uh, but however, for the podcast listeners, uh, right now I am gonna go ahead and say this is gonna be a spoiler alert. And um, for Evil Within 2. I guess Evil Within 1 as well. And uh, Evil Within 1 as well. Uh, However, I will say, end spoilers. There will be about probably 5 or 10 seconds of silence after that. So if you find the silence, you can back up a little bit. That way you you can maneuver around the episode so that nothing gets spoiled for you. I'd hate to have that happen while you were listening to us. So, starting now, spoilers are starting right now for Evil Within and Evil Within 2. Um, and... 
Go ahead, Brent. Okay, so you remember in Evil Within 2, you find those, like, film projector things, those film slides? Yeah, for the serial killer. For a a pre-cell phone era. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The last one you find is of Joseph. And Nicole Nicole reveals to Sebastian that Uh he's not dead. Okay. The ending of Evil Within 2... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joseph kisses. Like I don't want to say it seems to like conclude Sebastian's story, but I I am curious to see how they would try and drag him back into it because it kind of seems pretty like his role dry. in it is resolved. Mhm. However, Joseph is offhandedly mentioned from the from Kidman, mm-hmm. <laughs> as being alive. Yeah. And that she only says that she would tell Sebastian more once all this is over. Uh-huh. But she doesn't. So what I feel like is, like, that's that's DLC uh-huh. or sequel. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Joseph? Yeah. What happened to him after Evil Within 1? Because we have no fucking idea. Because yeah. at the end of Evil Within 1, you escape the mindverse, I'll call yeah, it. Yeah, you leave the asylum. Uh, the, the bad guy wins. Pretty much. It's heavily implied that he wins. He wins because he's able to imprint his mind on the young child that you were supposed to be protecting the whole time. Yeah. And he played right into the corporation's hands. Well, he's kind of outside of the corporation. I mean, like, as far as, like, allowing the experiment to continue. Right. And allowing it to happen. Though Kidman did want to kill the kid. Yeah, because she knew, like... That it was going to work. We can't let him out. Yeah, we can't let him out. So you wouldn't let him. You wouldn't let her kill the kid, which allowed the bad guy to win. Yeah, he he got him basically. Yep. He, he to... Freddy Kruegered his ass, yeah. and now he's alive again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. I remember hearing about. It, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Joseph's not dead. I'm happy about that. But at I the did... same time, yeah, we don't get to see what happens to. Any of the characters at the end of Evil Within One, yeah, pretty much. And Evil Within Two, like, there's a pretty cool part in the game where like Sebastian kind of like faces what happened to him in the first game. Uh huh. And then like at the end of it, you get like the old revolver back from the first game. Oh wow, it's pretty cool. And like, which is like what I, my main pistol that I use for the rest of the game. Oh like, yeah. Why would I not? I fucking love that gun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I want to know, is, like, Joseph going after Ruvik now? Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, trying to find, uh, Leslie? Yeah, because, uh, well, oh yeah, that's right. We, we had they, thought, they, we had I, thought that Kidman, well, Kidman's body was gone when you get out of the mine first. Joseph's body is still there, and Sebastian believes him to be dead. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. He looked lifeless. Yeah. And if I remember right, he didn't necessarily fare very well the last time you saw him in the Mindverse. Yeah, he got shot by Kidman. Yeah, and you're like, oh, fuck. And then, like, a bunch of shit happens, and they get separated. I think, like, you know, the world starts inceptioning again. Yeah. And they kind of, like, you don't see him again. No, you don't. It's just implied that he died. Yeah. Then you go and you try and, like, beat the shit out of the brain cage. Yeah. And then you find out, like, it's just a layer within a layer within a layer. Yeah. Inception bullshit. But, yeah, I guess that's what I was getting at. It's like, Joseph is apparently still alive. Mm-hmm. You Within 2 says that he's alive. Yep. Like, that's canon now. <laughs> and when did Evil Within 2 come out last uh, Halloween? 
uh, October 2017. Okay. And we're now seven months after that. Yeah. No Good news Christ. of, like, DLC for Evil Within 2. Unless I we already had DLC it. by that time for Evil Within 1. We started yeah. out with the Keeper DLC, and then we No, got... that was the last one. There was uh, the, uh, the Assignment and then the Consequence. Okay, so I had it reversed. Okay. And then the last one was like, yeah, the Keeper. The Keeper. Yeah, or whatever it was called. Yeah. I had it reversed then. Um... But yeah, so by, by seven months in, we already had some DLC for Evil Within 1. So it makes you wonder, are we going to see something like that for E3 2018 coming up here in just a few weeks? That's something that's pretty exciting as well. Yeah. Uh, is that what you had as far as that goes? Yeah, just it like, once you find like the last, I think like, I think the last slide, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's... That Joseph is alive. Like he's out and about or some shit. Because like a lot of the slides are like kind of Sebastian facing like his failures as like a father or like as a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to him in uh, the mind verse, if yeah, you will. Yeah. yeah, like that kind of stuff. And then like the last one is like, all right, like you failed Joseph. He's like, yeah, Joseph. He was a good partner. I like, really respected him as a cop. And then Kim is like, yeah, he's alive though. <laughs> pretty much yeah like he's like what he's Wait. alive he's like yeah I'll tell you all about it once all this is over so like yeah I don't know if they're when I saw it I was like okay and Kidman's like... in good health at the end of the game she can actually tell the tell Sebastian what's going on yes okay so like Kidman that is literally a tango like that is the developer like director writer everything like that that is their decision then yeah to uh, emit that, uh, omit that, sorry. Because, like, I'd have to, I mean, I can tell you the ending of the game, mm-hmm. if you want. If you want, I mean, it's just us right now. It's just two dudes. <laughs> double, double spoiler, the end of Evil Within 2 is about to be said. Okay. Um, go ahead, Brent. Sebastian saves his daughter. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Mira, his wife, yeah. um, she was al- also alive the whole time. Um, Imagine that. But she's also like kind of lost her mind in the uh, mind. Losing her mind, losing her mind. And you have to fight her in a boss fight. Oh. But then she, uh, you kind of save her sort of. But she's like, you know, I gotta stay behind while this like mind verse falls apart. But you gotta get her daughter out of here. Huh. So you you save your daughter. Mm-hmm. But then, meanwhile, back in like the corporation headquarters. At the same time. Um, they're like, yeah, we're no, we're just gonna kill Sebastian. Like, he knows too much. He can't live. Yeah. Like, we need control of this project. We need to keep the kid. Mm-hmm. But Kim and, like, kind of, like, just, like, no, I, I can't let this happen. Like... I made a promise, and she does have some form of a connection. She has sort of, like, sentimentality towards Sebastian. Yeah, like, they not, do like, have a connection. I mean, like, she was on the Force, and after... She after... didn't want to do... Like, you find out in the DLCs for Evil Within 1 that she didn't uh-huh. really want to work for them she did she didn't really like the shady shit that she was doing and you gotta imagine like you gotta remember too that she did work on the force she did work with yeah, she did work joseph as, and sebastian yeah. and if i do remember right there are a couple of journal entries that actually talk about her and sebastian having uh relations no could have sworn it was like cold relations oh or like she'd be like yeah no like i don't really the new new girls like i thought that they ended up warming up and everything like that no Huh. No. You're probably thinking of his wife, who was also a cop. 
Oh, shit. I forgot that she was a cop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My bad. My yeah. bad. Thanks for the correction. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I so, forgot she was a cop. That's so, weird. meanwhile, like, yeah. when Sebastian's, like, running, you know, race against time to bring his daughter out of the mind burrs. Yep. Uh, Kidman is, like, in a firefight with, like, goons in the... In the lab. Like, uh, oh, okay, so, like... You, like, corporate You games. jump between, like, playing these characters. That's kind of cool. That's it, a good it, idea. It was, it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, she's, like, trying to race to get to, like, the control room to, like, make sure she can get Sebastian... Out safely. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and then, like, you... You, you turn something... Okay, yeah, their big plan was to, like, fuck up their, like... Um, I can't remember the name of the company, but, like, the company's, like... Mind program, yeah. Like their all whole the, experiment, all the employees all like have like kill switches inside them, including oh. like the main head. So like they they fuck something up in there that like pretty much kills everybody involved. Oh, so Kidman's able to like uh, Sebastian's wife Mira was able to like make a program in there that would kill everybody, and like that was like her big plan the whole time when she went looking for their daughter. She was gonna detonate the whole. Yeah, fucking she like thing. found out about the company and like somehow was able to like mm-hmm. work for them, and then like the whole time she was playing an angle to do that. It gets kind of convoluted, at least like for me explaining it. Now that like I'm actually explaining, it, it sounds like the the cop that went so deep undercover they almost forgot they were undercover. Pretty much, but they've been working at this plan for like five years straight. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. like her end goal. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna get inside here and then I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it was the depart- it was the department. She was working with Kidman. Yeah, just like okay, yeah, we're gonna blow this whole thing wide open. We're gonna bring everything down because we need to. This is the fucking evil ass company. Yeah. Kidman gets Sebastian out, and they they kill like the the fucking shadowy like goof like weird looking like corporation head guy. Yeah, like he gets killed. Mm-hmm. And then so the company's gone. Yeah, like every all the like security goons get killed because of this. And then, yeah, they leave, and then Sebastian rides off into the sunset with his daughter, and is able to, like, be a father again. And therefore, uh, Mira is also dead, too, because she she stays behind. She stays behind to, like... Make sure... Yeah. She wants to know. She's like, yeah, like, I I can't, I can't leave. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to, you have to make sure our daughter gets out, it's too late for me, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I can't really remember very well, but, Mm -hmm. like, that's essentially what happens. She can't leave for whatever reason. So yeah, Sebastian gets out, saves mm-hmm. his daughter. Kidman leaves too. She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go do my own thing now." It and then Joseph Joseph's never actually mentioned. Amidst <laughs> <laughs> um, all that, I wonder At least you if you don't uh, see it. Yeah, I mean, I'd hate to be that guy, but perhaps the writers forgot. <laughs> you know, you never know. I mean, then again, like you can miss the story slides. Mm-hmm. So maybe they want they just didn't either make an ending for it. Or you know, just assuming the players maybe wouldn't find it all, or what? I would, I would, I would hope that they wouldn't assume, right? That anything, like, honestly. I only completed the game once, and I made sure to find all the slides. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, as a game developer, you should never assume that your players are going to play one way or another, and that's why you always have playtesting. Yeah. You know, because bugs are a thing. So I think that's all I have to say about spoilers. Okay, so. Spoilers have ended. Okay, so after our little spoiler uh, deal there for Evil Within 1 and 2, um, 
we've covered now what you would like to see Shinji Mikami work on, which it's hard to tell. Yeah. Because like, we know what he does well. I, just and we think that I, I would like to see him make more horror games. Right? I like to see him make more games at any any game, really. And he is independent. I like to see another god hand. Yeah, he's independent at this point. Um, he's doing very well for himself, like, right? Yeah, about the success like pretty much do, like, whatever. just about whatever he wants. Yeah. As long as, like, he gets funding for it. If he could hit the, the fucking notebook, if he could write us another story. Yeah. Write me a story that I don't want Resident Evil. I don't want Evil Within. I want something like truly fucking terrifying i want something that will make me remember it like i like i do the mansion like i do every room of the fucking mansion let me post you a theoretical here Mm -hmm. what if konami somehow got shinji mikami to pick Uh up silent hills i would be okay with that Honestly, if it had to be anybody, right? Though I don't know if he would like. Okay, like you said, waxing poetic, perhaps a hypothetical, whatever you want to call it. If they got him to do it, yeah, that would be cool. Would I want Konami to, to do touch that? anything? <laughs> no, no, not really. I would love Konami, and I, it kind of hurts my soul to say it because Konami used to be my. I, Number two. I'm really sad. It's like there's not going to be any more Castlevania. Unless it's like a fucking... Uh, Bastard child. What the fuck were they called? Fucking Pachinko. Good fucking Christ. Yeah, Konami and your Pachinko and your bullshit. Fuck you, Konami. Yeah. I have fucking hated you for a couple years now. You broke my goddamn heart. It's like, yeah, Castlevania... I'll never buy a new... Like, I'll never buy a brand new Konami title. Is there going to be another Contra? Which, I mean, Contra was already kind of done, but like... But they had talked about it. There's never going to be another... Shit, what other franchises? Konami, Metal Gear Solid, obviously. A big yeah. one, but like... No Silent Hill. No, uh... I mean, there's other ones. There's a shitload, there's, dude. And others. <laughs> yeah, Zone of the Enders, for one. Right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, was, you've got... I mean, that was kind of a... Kojima. Kojima, maybe. yeah, because he loved some mechs. Kojima fucking loves mechs, and he loves uh, the idea of uh, waxing poetic about war, and uh, what it means to be a man, and what it means to be here's a human. A, here's a 20-minute cutscene about the war economy. Yeah, exactly, like and, and how you fit into it. Um, but yeah, so that would be something, though. Okay, like so if, if Konami got their head out of their fucking ass... Not gonna they, No, which they won't. And... You know, they take what they had for Silent Hills, um, and they were able to make it not Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, mm-hmm. and they got Shinji Mikami to work on it. I think that that would be good. However, uh, It'd be hard. It, it wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be bad. I feel like it wouldn't be a bad game just by, like, just, he would not let that happen. He wouldn't let it happen. Maybe it wouldn't be, like, mind-blowing great. Right, because when it comes down to it, what it was, probably be what was PT? What was PT to you? I never got to play it. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Shit. Uh, wait, no. I think I might have I mean, it on I've my PS3. seen it, but yeah, it was like... It's a jump scare simulation, dude. It's a whole bunch of jump scares that are really, 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 really scary. You jump see a scare, lot of fucking terrifying shit. a lot shit. of like, 
just general creepiness and uneasiness. You have yeah. to sit and stare at this thing for a long time, and like the sound design was off the fucking chain. Yeah, and then uh, they had the um, if you had to have like the the headset on, and they were like you had to be talking, and yeah, all that shit. Something really weird about having to shout somebody's name. Yeah, in you personally, you have to use your voice. Have we done that yet for a video game? Like, aside from having the Kinect, I don't give a fuck about the Kinect. <laughs> uh, I think in like the original Legend of Zelda, the Famicom version had like a the had like a microphone. Uh, and you could like shout to kill uh, Pole's voices um, or those little fucking bunny rabbits in like the original Legend of Zelda. The uh, the Pikachu game for the uh, N sixty four Pokemon Snap. Well, not Pokemon Snap, no. I don't remember that. I don't remember the Pikachu there was a, game. There was some fucking Pikachu game. It was like, hey, oh, Pikachu. Oh, was it like Seaman where you like said commands to it, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I vaguely remember this now. Okay, yeah, because it had like the little yellow foam like uh, uh, condenser thing for the mic uh-huh. and everything. And uh-huh. It was just really bad. Um, so, okay, maybe that was a stupid question. However, I would actually say it hasn't been utilized well in a modern game. Um, binary domain had voice commands. Mm-hmm. I didn't use them when I played through it like a few months back. Yeah. So, aside from voice commands, which, like my phone, I could say, okay, Google, execute order six, uh, 66. <laughs> and it would start playing Darth Vader's theme from Star Wars. It's like, that's cool, but that's a voice command. A game that actually interacts with you speaking. Yeah. Another reason for me to buy a headset... Would know what you said and react to that. Yeah. That's that's some fucking next level technology. That is. In a way, that is, uh, that is one different level of uh, submersive virtual reality. Uh, I, bet, I bet the technology's kind of there. It just needs to... Somebody it just needs to, like, to be utilized. At it and like, yeah. actually give a shit to try and... To like, really take a chance on that. So, in short, I would like Shinji Mikami to come up with Basically, something like, brand what new. What if Siri was a ghost that didn't like you? What if your mum ran on batteries? Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's all I've said about Shinji Mikami. And as far as Evil Within, uh, I still need to play through and beat Evil Within 2, which I think we'll probably end up doing for the YouTube At channel. At some point. Since, like, when. you've already played through it, you can kind of uh, help a brother out. As I'm kind of like, uh, I'm stumbling I'm, about, yeah. Yeah, like I am very cautious with stealth games, so who knows? We might have to dig out like I mean, we could just three play hours. Baby of, Dick Easy. Yeah, we could just play Baby Dick Easy and just kind of go through and have a fucking good time about it. Um, but at the same time, I do kind of want to experience the game as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and to anyone that might be listening. Again, go check out the playthrough if you don't want to pick up the first one. Also, thanks for sticking it out this far. Yeah, and thanks for listening to two episodes on Shinji Mikami and a whole bunch of mindless ramblings of two 20-somethings talking about... Uh, two 20-something white guys podcasting? Yeah, weird. <laughs> Dude, we're so unique. I yeah, never heard of that. <laughs> we're having fun, though. We are. Uh, I think that honestly closes what I have for the episode. Yeah, it's just like, I, I want to see him do more. In general, like that's it's, if I can sum it up, I just want to yeah. see more out of him. It's like uh, he's been kind of like, in contrast to like say uh, like Tomonobu uh, Itagaki. Uh-huh. Um, I want to see him do more 
for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to see what other fucking crazy bullshit Itagaki's got in his head. Right. Where I want to see what other beautiful, magnificent, terrifying things Mikami can actually make me experience. I feel like we're due for, like, another, like, seriously, like, shocking mm-hmm. get-under-your-skin, like, horror game. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of other, like, descriptors, like, balls to the wall, like, seriously fuck with you, stay with you for years after you played it. See, that's just it, is that, like, with those games like Eternal Darkness, like the Resident Evil remake, like Resident Evil 4, I have a hard time psychologically deciding, do those games stay with us that much more because we suffer from the nostalgia factor? Yeah, I mean, we played those when we were... We played them in our formative years. Young men, young boys. Yeah. Young boys, young men. Right. And so therefore, but at the same time, we also paid attention enough to remember, like, I know where to get this item. Mm -hmm. I know what happens in this room. I know what happens at this specific time. There's those, those are things that I think are more of like, they are impressionable. You know, like they leave an impression Mm -hmm. on impressionable kids, I should have said. Or impressionable people. So give me a game that would actually present something like that. Rather than like, I'm going to get a game out, you know, in the next two years. I'm going to get chased by somebody with a chainsaw. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, oh great, a chainsaw chase scene. I wonder what happens when I stop. (laughs) I wonder what happens when I go the wrong direction. Yeah. I wonder what happens when I try to go right. Oh, there's an invisible wall. I wonder what happens when they find my hiding spot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly. Like, I don't give me the same well-done steak, okay? Like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I don't have a lot of time now that I'm in my mid-twenties, like, as far as, like, giving a lot of time to a video game like that. I like to see, like, a, like, a kind of, like, a a much slower-paced horror game. Yeah. Almost like where you're... you kind of it's maybe it's t- say it takes place in like a smaller town, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where everybody kind of knows each other. Mm-hmm. But as time goes on, you kind of do like mundane things throughout the day. But then eventually, like you start seeing like people start to change, people start to go missing. You start finding p- people in the town turning up dead. Mm-hmm. And then like I don't know, just say like, uh, a seeping that, in. Yeah, horror. like it just it's very very slow slow creep until and then just, as soon as you want to stop the game you realize oh fuck i'm, I'm just completely covered in it yeah i like, can't stop now. until it's like oh yeah no going back now like yeah and then like yeah, you can always see the true game begins or something like that which is something capcom can do they like doing shit like that it's like oh yeah but they also like their deadlines yeah <laughs> they also like their deadlines but honestly, I think that you're onto something there. A true atmospheric, uh, environmental, like an all-encompassing, uh, sink your teeth into. It's kind of. I feel like it's something kind of hard to design with a game, though, because like you kind of need like something, some danger, some, some chance for failure. Oh yeah. At some point, like early on, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you could, uh, you could incorporate things like. Um, Goofy shit, like when um, Until Dawn had a couple of those uh, random events where you choose to do something else, and it changes yeah. what you could have gotten your hands on. Shit, Until Dawn, that was a good, that was that was a fun time. 
that was. You know, we played it in one setting, but, uh, um, you know, like choosing to leave a bat out or choosing to give someone a different item. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just very interesting. Choosing not to shoot. Yeah, choosing not to shoot. Choosing not to move, mm-hmm. not to act. Mm-hmm. You know, like the game, like, oh, you can you can do this if you, you would do this. It's, it's There's a button prompt there. Maybe you should press it, but maybe yeah. you shouldn't, though. Yeah. Maybe you should have the goal not to do something and kill half your friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got out. <laughs> a couple people did, Some yeah. People live. But yeah, no. Um, I feel like we miss if we're talking. Uh, never mind. I'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about until dawn later. Yeah. Horror games. But in general, Shinji yes. Mikami. Yeah, but in general, yes. Like if you could have something where you could have the environment not just uh, presented to you and now you walk forward, or saying this is your playground, these are your borders. Uh, it's spooky right here. Yeah, like maybe also like if you like say, like, follow a certain character around or, like, help him out, follow his storyline, mm-hmm. you start seeing some really fucked up shit. Like, the it'll start developing, like, based... Like, let's say, I don't know, some guy's, like, haunted by a fucking clown or something. Right. Just as an example. Right. You start following around, it's like, hey, I've been seeing some weird shit around my house lately. I'd like you to come help me out. Yeah, like, I need I to know need, that I'm not crazy or I just something. I like, can you just, like... I know you're. I know you're busy, but can you be outside my house like at like midnight or something? Uh-huh. And they like show up there and like just kind of watch him. Like there's nothing here. You're stupid. But also you see like a fucking like clown nose left. Like, yeah, a clown step. nose or a shoe or it's like a, a puffball. Yeah, like some balloons come out of his window or something. Like it's like oh okay, and then you go in there and maybe he's like fucking dead. <laughs> like yeah, and then like then like you have to I don't know like, you have to like solve his murder or like. Or you're just like, what the fuck? You know, or maybe, I don't know, like not even like a supernatural thing. A game like Condemned, the first Condemned, if like that Oof. didn't shit the bed, yeah, like Condemned too, yeah, where you're just following a killer. And see, that's just it. Is I feel like Mikami wants to do an environmental and atmospheric horror, but it seems like he's also still hung up on the idea that. You know, games games need to um, get to a general population. They need to sell, you know, a fuckload. Which, yes, of course, you need to make money. You need to make money. At the you end need of the day, to like, if in, in this day and age with video games, yeah, like it's a, a very costs, expensive like, three hundred million to make needs to break even. Needs to do more than break even to even be successful. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. To even, like, not lay off employees or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's so hard to say this is what needs to happen. Like the horror from... genre gets a lot more complicated. It does. It does because it is a it is a bit more of a niche. You need and like with horror, you need to do something different. Otherwise, people like you know start going to recognize start to recognize the same like tricks and yeah, the same keep, tricks. You can't just same... make Resident Evil One again. You know, you can't make Resident Evil Four again. You know, yeah, you can't make Evil Within again. And Evil Within was, like, Resident Evil 4, but with, like, a couple tweaks and twists. Yeah, like a, you know, sort of like a strange, like, spiritual spinoff of Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Well, I think that that probably concludes our episode. I feel like we keep talking, but I know. I I feel like I don't have, like, just, like, uh, Concrete. It's hard to articulate. Yeah, like, we could probably sit here and just, like, go abstract on the thing for, like, another two hours. But ain't nobody got time for that. That's like a whole a whole nother podcast entirely. Yeah. 
So it's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think we so. said what we needed to say. As far as Shinji Mikami goes, and if yeah. you have anything to add, you know, shoot us a comment drop us or a line. yeah, drop us a line. We've told you where to find us on uh, YouTube. You know, right where you found this episode and where you're listening to it right here. You can always leave a comment there. I can probably. Uh, I don't even know if you can leave up like URLs and like the SoundCloud like. I don't know if you can. Artist page. I don't know. I if feel you like can. you should be able to, but. Uh, I haven't really fucked with it too much. Yeah, so like like the SoundCloud page or like the track, either one is fine. Um, and we're just really happy that you listened. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, oh, find us on all the other shit. On a lot of these episodes, you feel like I go in, like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I feel like I end up saying a lot more than I ever thought I would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so you can find us on pretty much a lot of other shit. Yeah. I mean, Instagram, you're uh, cyberbrent666. Uh-huh. And uh, myself is my Deus Mendaci, D-E-U-S-M-E-N-D-A-C-I-I. <laughs> Needless self-plugging. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we would love to hear what you have to say about the episodes. Or That's what a lot of this is about. Yeah. Just trying to reach out and like stir the pot. Stir the pot. Yeah, I would love to like hear somebody else's. Because like, if you talk to me, if you send me a comment or you send me a message or something like that, I am going to bring that up on an episode. Yeah. I am going to talk about what other people talk about and like uh, it's like relevant or something we'd want to repeat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's not like uh, you're a fuck lord yeah. and everything Kill like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, don't be a fuck lord. It's fucking don't be a piece of shit. Don't do that. Don't do that. Fucking fuck you. Anyway, much love <laughs> to all two of you from the two of us. Thanks again.